stories we haven't mentioned today, because we've been spending a lot of time on the birth of our nation and Declaration of Independence and whatnot, and silliness, I'll admit, there's been silliness. Um, we didn't mention the uh, Trump administration's given up for practical reasons on the citizenship question on the census. Right. Aha, just in. President Trump says that the question will be dropped from the census was fake news. It's back. Really? Yeah. That that must be just in. Yeah, just uh, this story just popped. Uh, Within an hour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We are absolutely moving forward as we must because of the importance of the answer to this question. Okay. Well, wow. Interesting. Yeah, we were just talking uh, a little bit earlier about how in particularly your blue states, they're working as hard as they can to blur the line between citizen and non-citizen. Because if you have a human being who is working somewhere and they are paying income tax and, you know, some illegal aliens pay income tax. Many do not. Many work for cash under the table, but some do. And uh, theoretically, they're having Social Security taken out of their check. And the uh, there are legislators, for instance, in California who are trying to get the law changed so that they can work as uh, Democrat uh, county chair people even though they're an illegal immigrant. So you got somebody who's working, they're paying taxes, the kids are in local schools, they're the the local party chairman, for goodness sakes, and you're not going to allow that person to vote? I thought this was America. There is a deliberate, systematic effort underway to get the vote for illegals. Trust me on this. Well, and besides that, it just it's it works so obviously well that if you get a certain point down the road, you can make your argument better for instance if you let enough illegal aliens drive cars around your state Mm -hmm. at some point you can say well they're already driving cars we'd be better off having them licensed right similar to julian castro making the argument this week we're already paying for their health care through the emergency room so this would be a better way so so you just start with the original sin of allowing millions and millions of people to live in your country illegally for years Mm -hmm. then you do get so far down the road that you can make a logical argument toward well, this is why we got to pay for their health care right. this way. Yeah. Because we're already doing it. This is why you got to have a driver's license because we're already doing it. Once you have driver's licenses, obviously you can vote. Right. There you go. Yep. And uh, both parties perpetuated, perpetuated this farce for years oh, yeah. and years and years. Uh, and equally, then... equally um, uh, to blame. No doubt about it. And then a certain <laughs> oddly hued uh, man from the world of real estate and television stood up and said, I think I can stop it. Um, uh, you know, whether he can or not uh, remains to be seen. Speaking of orange hair, don't care. Another Trump tweet, which brings us back to the news of the day. Congratulations. This is from Donald J. Trump. Uh, congratulations to Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher, his wonderful wife, Andrea, and his entire family. You have been through much together. Glad I could help. As the trial wrapped up yesterday, and they found him not guilty. Right. Of all but the charge of getting his picture taken with a dead guy. Which I understand why you, I suppose you got to try to discourage people from doing it. Right, but or it might get out of hand, right? But what, come on now. What you do in the heat of battle in those situations is, you know. Um, it didn't make the guy more dead. But but what but what got lost in this story to me is, you know, what it appeared, if, if it happened the way it was said to have happened, you had, you got guys wearing our uniform who are in a situation of, I'm going to kill this guy myself. Because if I don't kill him and we turn him over to uh, our supposed allies, right. they're going to torture him to death. Right. And I'd be doing him a favor to kill him myself. Mm-hmm. Well, those are some people that are dealing with a reality very few of us could could live through. Right. 
I mean, maybe you could do it, but you wouldn't be the same, and they're probably not the same either. Right. And, um, God, it reminds me of, and I'm never going to tell these stories because they didn't tell me so that I could pass them along, but talking to some Special Forces guys, and they told me some stories I'll never forget. I'm changed forever by their stories, mm. let alone the fact that they lived through it. They have to deal with stuff that is beyond... Um, it, it's beyond having a legal system for. It's just getting down to bare knuckles animal survival. Right. And we put them in those situations, and they got no choice. And then sometimes it butts up against the legal system or, 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 or our rules or whatever, right. and you have to come up with a way to figure it out right? so that you don't have anarchy. But um, they're, 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 they're dealing with a... With, with a a part of life that is just unimaginable to us. Well, you're imposing a system of laws on an utterly lawless situation, and that's tough business. Now, I don't know about this guy's guilt or innocence. I followed the story. Um, the defense, I thought, was interesting, that he, he was such a tough bastard that his guys hated him. So they're just trying to bring him down by framing him up for a murder. Um, you know, I don't know about that, but... You know, God bless our, our system where you have to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt by a jury of your peers, even in a court-martial. And they said, no, nah, it's not beyond a reasonable doubt. So, free he goes. Hey, um, Hanson. No, uh, my, uh, my friend, if you indeed uh, did things that you should not have done, go and sin no more. Now well, we got a new poll out. WAPO poll. Eh, too many polls. ABC News WAPO. Well, it's another national poll. 35% of Americans say there are too many polls. This one just across the ABC Washington Post poll. Biden at 29. Sanders still in second at 23. They have Harris way down at 11. What the what? I'd like to know when they took that poll. They must. It must include more time before the debate or something. I, I'm befuddled by that. It's an, it's an outlier, an outlier from other recent polls. And buddy giggity giggity is uh, is right up there, <laughs> just barely behind them. Oh, is that four percent? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, okay, no, I guess that scores with the other ones. That's fine. Wake me when it's over. Oh, yeah. It's just it doesn't fit in with the other ones. Yeah. I actually wanted you to come up with a different tweet. I could probably do this off the air instead of on the air, but scrolling down, there was there was one from that, that governor from Montana that looked kind of interesting Never to me. Never mind the Steve Bullock. He's in, he's, I've got him in the, uh, the, uh, the campaign death pool. Oh, I don't you want do. to call it the candidate death pool because it sounds like we want them to die. No, there he is. we just want their campaign to end. Uh, he tweeted, I grew up in Montana's state capital, but I only know there was a governor's house in town because I delivered newspapers to it as a kid. I'm running for president because every kid in America deserves a chance to go from the paper road to the presidency. That's charming, but it means nothing. Mm, I thought I kind of thought he was going to go because I'd only seen the first part. I thought he was trying to make the argument that the uh, the state capital paid such a little role in his town. Yeah, I'm the not sure what house. his point is at all. But yeah, doesn't Please seem to be a read point. my tweets. My fault. I wasted your time. I've got ten followers. I uh, wasted your time. So I got Steve Bullock in the poll. I also have uh, Governor of Washington Jay Inslee. Now I'm not often in Eastern Washington. He's the one that everything is about climate change. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to Which be you, if you believe it. I get it. Some time in Eastern Washington, and I will be undermining his campaign in every way, because, <laughs> every way I can find, because we have no agreement that we can't. Take active measures, right? Oh, no, I've already... If we did, I've broken it many times. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm hoping not. I, You know, one of my picks is Kirsten Gillibrand. And in my uh, predictit.org uh, wagering site that I've, I've invested heavily in, why do she I find is her among s- the one penny types. Why do I find her so unlikable? She's utterly inauthentic. I mean, she's just... She will say anything. There was a moment during the debate when somebody started talking. She said, my turn! 
and and I couldn't think if it was sexism. If yes. a guy had done that, would I have been? Would I have seen it as strong? But when she did it, it just seemed so bitchy and harsh and ah. Yeah, because I don't want to apply different rules to women than I do to guys. No, indeed, very really admirable. Um, but just ah, I find her so unlikable. But she is down there with uh, Jay Inslee, Steve Bullock, Michael Bennett. Uh, the nut, Marianne Williamson, and Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. So, Mr. President, if you're listening. <laughs> Still funny. She's down there with, with people who aren't even running. So, uh, man, if she wasn't like a, a, a feminist type from New York, she'd be out it's by now. The New York thing is the whole thing. That's right. the only reason she's, she'd, be, she'd be Bullock if she was in a different state. Bullock in a dress. Huh? <laughs> Continue your sexist. She was a senator from pick some small state people don't pay as much attention to, and not New York. She wouldn't Mm. be anything. Oh, hey, speaking of candidates, are we still at two? It's one or two. Swalwell and somebody else condemned the beating of Andy No, the uh, journalist who was uh, beaten in the hospital by Antifa. How is the media not in their gym shorts making them answer that question? Because it's about ideology. Right. It's, uh, it's a little discouraging. Now I'm just picturing Bernie Sanders in workout attire. <laughs> wow. Headband, wristbands, socks all the way up to the knees. Th- throwing the old medicine ball around. <laughs> Joel will picture Tulsi Gabbard in her gym wear, and mm. then uh, it'll all balance mm. out. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, Andrew Yang sent well wishes to Andy No. Journalists should be safe to report on the news and on a protest, says... Uh, Mr. Yang, well done, Andrew. Well said. Yeah, all all journalists need to, if you have access to a candidate, ask them about that issue. Make them come out on one side or the other. Right. For crying out loud. Right. Not on the Trump 4th of July parade, on whether or not people should be beaten down for being journalists. Yeah. Be a better yeah. question. That 4th of July thing. Oh, it bothers me so much. You got all these angry, angry activists trying to make a point during the nation's 4th of July celebration. If you don't know what Go. we're talking about. Well, enjoy yourself. Sing along with the patriotic songs. Listen to the music. Ooh and ah at the fireworks. And quit screaming, you nut jobs. We could tell you about that if you want or not. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. I got a book recommendation if you want to do some patriotic reading over the 4th of July. Among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. American music all day long. I remember playing this in band as a triple player. I loved playing these songs in band. As part of the brass section, the John Phillips Susan marches and stuff, great stuff. I also um, played the trombone, followed by the tuba. These patriotic marches. I was a bad trumpet player, unfortunate, unfortunately, and I, uh, I regret it. I regret not putting more effort into it. You should regret the pain you caused your listeners. <laughs> Trend that continues today. Hey-oh! Um. I don't know if I want to go in this direction. Never mind. I changed my mind. I don't really? want to talk about it. Really? I did have one book recommendation, and I hate to even throw it out there, because I saw this guy speak on book TV the other day, and he seems like an asshat. Oh, really? Uh, but his name is Rick Atkinson. He he wrote a trilogy about World War II that is hailed as one of the best things ever written, um, and now he started in, to many people's delight, on the founding of our nation, and he's going to mm. write a trilogy on that, and he's got a new book about out about it, and everything I've read from him has been fantastic. 
But I saw him speaking, and he's just... He just had to spend so much time bad-mouthing Trump and Republicans and oh, and, no. and the country and, and just, ah. Uh, but that, you know, there, there are plenty of authors that are like that in real life, yet are good historians. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that, that takes the fun never, out of it. Never meet your, what is that thing? It's like, don't meet your musical heroes. You're right, yeah. You might ruin, their music, ruin the music. Exactly, yeah. I love the art, not the artist. Uh, so now you're, uh, and we have some more stuff on Independence Day and the uh, Declaration of Independence and some of the political uh, realities of today, the big stories, but a little travel and leisure. First, the travel um, of the 10 Americans who mysteriously died during trips to the Dominican Republican last year, nine showed symptoms commonly associated with methanol poisoning, bootleg liquor. Fake liquor in the bottles in your little uh, fridge or your little uh, honor bar thing or convenience bar. Because there's been a couple of people who drank from the bar. One one drank from the bar and like dropped dead right there in the hotel room. Right? Yeah, they're really that's some bad liquor. You something went wrong with the recipe. If I'm dead while I'm still holding the little bottle in my hand. Yeah. Well. Holy crap. Pulmonary edema, my friend. Uh, 47 of 114 Jimmy Buffett fans who visited the uh, Caribbean island for a group trip said they became sick during their stay at a resort on the island recently. It just it wasn't getting any publicity because nobody would recognized the pattern. But now that it has so the ho- been recognized, people are coming forward saying, I got sick as hell inexplicably. So the hotels were cutting costs instead of getting the real stuff for their little bottles? They're just putting it's not, homemade? It's not perfectly clear to me who was doing it, whether it was the hotels or the distributors or whom, but they were putting knockoff liquor in bottles, they think, with improper distillation, which leaves tr- traces of poisonous compounds. And um, well, you, and ethanol, and it, it, it can kill you, or at least make you sick. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you Over in Mexico, 150 U.S. tourists reported passing out and puking shortly after consuming small amounts of alcohol at various resorts in Cancun, Los Cabos, Playa del Carmen. I drank alcohol in Mexico once and threw up. Wow, wait a minute. I drank from like 11 in the morning until 2 the next day. Mm. And ate a lot of greasy food in the sun, and I threw up. Right, you're probably a victim. So something was going on. So right after this, in 2017 and 2018, the biggest resort cities in Mexico, local police seized a total of almost 20,000 gallons of bootleg liquor from black market tequila operations throughout the country. Uh, of the gallons seized, 235 were found to contain lethal amounts of methanol. Okay. Well, that explains Lethal it. amounts. We, it's now explained then, right? I think so. You were a bartender, Sean. Did you ever work anywhere where they put cheap liquor, not bootleg or you know bathtub gin or whatever, but cheap liquor in the expensive liquor bottles? My house, but that's the only place. <laughs> have you done that at your house? Oh yeah, yeah. No, you have? I, yeah, I had a. There oh was, my! I, I had a good vodka bottle that I kept in the freezer that I just flipped out with pop off, and, and nobody would ever know, oh. especially at the time of night when I was oh, right, drinking exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was it was, it was I never so did wrong. Lying to your friend, your guests. My, nah, my so brother, behavior is that? My brother worked at a very affordable. My brother worked at a very popular high end bar, and their top shelf stuff was regularly, you know, the well stuff, just in the Johnny Walker bottle. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Sean, do this for me. When you pour your fake liquor to your friends who think you're their real friend, say, "How's that cocktail?" If they say, "Great," then as you were. If they say, mm, "It's good, thanks," say, "All right, listen." 
Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, come on back. I got the real stuff for you. You can't. You can't lie to them if they call you out. I no. I, I there's never. no way. If you've been drinking all night long, you get home and have another glass of vodka or something. You could tell the gray goose from the well. There's just no oh, way. I, I, I do have not the taste believe of a connoisseur. I do not believe it. I have the palate of an expert. For for clarity's sake, it's it was something that I did in my twenties. I haven't done that for for years. Sure, I'm not sure. judging you. I just wish I'd like thought of it. Like me dropping meat and wiping it off and putting it on the table. <laughs> I wish I'd thought Hasn't of it. Hasn't happened in decades. All I needed to buy is expensive wine once mm-hmm. and have that bottle and bring it out. This yeah. is a special occasion. <laughs> Someone like you? Throw a towel over the arm, <laughs> present it. Yeah, that's right. Hello. It's, My, it's would the lady be interested in $7 barefoot wine? <laughs> Gag. What's the... <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, Dems blasting border facility conditions, calling them disgusting, but that view's being challenged. We'll have both sides coming up. we got a major push to ban sharing videos, distorting what politicians say, and confirmation of a development in the Armstrong and Getty 2020 Democratic Political Death Pool story coming up. Unless Inslee's Outsley, I don't care. <laughs> Unless somebody has cut off the bullocks. Gotcha. Not interested. How many of these you got? Just with Kirsten Gillibrand, and I'm not really good to go on her. Unless, <laughs> okay. Unless her Gillibrand is taken off the shelves. How's that? You like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty good. Yeah. As good as I got. Well, not bad. Marshall's news next. It's worth staying tuned for. Armstrong and Getty. I've recommended in years past 1776 by David McCullough, which is a pretty darn good book. Um, Bunker Hill by the name of the guy escapes me right now, Nathan Philbrick. Um, but this, the hot book out now is The British Are Coming, The War for America, Lexington to Princeton, 1775 to 1777, uh, by a guy named Rick Atkinson. And it's the first in his trilogy. And one of the <clears throat> uh, points he makes in his book is how uh, it was really, you know, we kind of get it through school that everybody was against the British and we were all in, and but that's not, it, it was a very slow process. Just years before the Declaration, not very many years, the vast majority of people were still wanted to be British subjects, considered themselves British subjects and wanted to stay British subjects. Right. And it was a slow transformation. But he well, makes there are plenty of people who said, hey, look, I agree with all y'all on all your complaints, but we're not going to fight a war. Um... But he makes a point in an opinion piece in the Washington Post today that's pretty worth reading uh, that a lot of what drove the need for independence was the, the taxation. And the reason the Brits needed to tax us so high is they had gotten themselves so far into debt. Mm. Their their debt, as opposed, you know, in relationship to their GDP and their interest on their debt and all that sort of stuff, had gotten so out of control after a whole bunch of different wars and a variety of things that they were doing, um, that they, they had to like get pretty crazy with the taxes on their colonies to be able to pay for it. What a terrible government. No wonder they were thrown off. We, we don't have colonies we can turn to for higher taxes with our out-of-control debt. But Not yet. I'm looking at you, Canada. That's what makes you desperate as a power, is you get so far into debt. Yep. that and it's, we, we were saying this last week. When the right. report came out about um, our, our current state of debt, at some point, we're going to have to have taxes that everybody hates, and we're going to have to cut programs that mm-hmm. people love. And it will choke the heck out of the economy, too. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's necessary eventually. 
Hey, one more Dominican uh, Republic note. The International Alliance for Responsible Drinking, who will not be in my next gathering, uh, <laughs> estimate they reported that illicit alcohol, bootleg stuff, makes up 29% of all alcohol in that nation. Almost a third of all alcohol is fake well, in that nation. I never thought about that when I tr- when I was in other countries. Yeah. How often the the booze he ordered at the bar was not what it said on the bottle. Yeah, I wonder. Or in your hotel room. Yeah, or yeah. And these are some nice places. Some of them, right? Yeah. A, a friend of mine. And listen, I've not been to the Dominican Republic. I'm not an authority on it. But a friend of mine who's traveled a fair amount. Uh, went, he saw the ads, the beautiful beaches, the, the golf courses, the partying, the rest of it, and he went and he said, you know, it's it's kind of lower rent than I expected. So I think it's kind of second tier-ish in a lot of the places. And they're uh, shaving dollars by that... Uh, I usually stayed in fourth tier places, so second tier <laughs> is above me anytime I travel anywhere. And so you're, uh, you know, you're uh, drinking uh, Jimmy Walker Black and Gray duck. <laughs> and, uh, I can keep going. Fankeray gin and James Daniels whiskey. Exactly. It's really sick to my stomach. And I, I threw up yesterday. Exactly. They're hoping you don't catch on. Tame turkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get what you pay for. Uh, bring your own booze is always a good, uh, good thing. Keep your suitcase just packed full of your own booze. Or go to locals and ask to buy drugs. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, federal government inspectors who visited the border facilities in South Texas where migrant adults and children are being detained released photos of the overcrowded facilities. The inspectors report citing a senior government manager calling the situation a ticking time bomb. Now this follows the heated comments made by some Democratic Congress members like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez after visiting one of the border facilities. There's abuse in these, in these facilities. There's abuse. This was them on their best behavior, and they put them in a room with no running water, and these women were being told by CBP officers to drink out of the toilet. Democrat Jerry Nadler telling MSNBC's Rachel Maddow what he saw was disgusting. This is inhuman. This is, uh, frankly, I think it's criminal. There ought to be criminal prosecutions of some of the agency heads and some of the people uh, the, 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 for, for child abuse. This is clearly child abuse. It's, uh, it violates probably half a dozen laws. Our do government... you think these should be pursued as a matter of federal persecution, or do you think this prosecution, or do you think this is a matter of state law? But Well, probably both. The politics of our nation have become so unbelievably dishonest. I mean, it's always been somewhat dishonest, but that's just astounding. These are the department heads who have been screaming screaming we have a crisis we can't handle all these people we need help we need funding we need more people now they've been screaming this for a couple of years then they were told for the entire election cycle it's a manufactured crisis there is no crisis we could play the tapes again if you'd like and they continue to scream this is going badly we need help and now all of a sudden you got the college sophomore girl wing of the democratic party down there saying this is a, a crisis, and these people should be prosecuted. Come well, on. Jerry Nadler's not that. He's the uh, chair of a major committee. He is that. <clears throat> he's so full of crap. Well, he's he's a, always been full of crap. He's not a new-on-the-scene high school girl. He's been around D.C. for a long time, and no, he's the chair of a committee. that's his politics, the overly emotional, making wild claims style of politics. That's what I mean. I'm not describing, you know, people's age. 
It's th- that style that they're telling people to drink out of the toilets. You know, I doubt it. Meanwhile, Fox News talked with the president of the National Christian Hispanic Conference, Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, about his visit to one of the detention centers in question last Friday. I did not find soiled diapers. I did not find crying children. I did not find deplorable conditions. Quite the opposite. I found amazing people on both sides trying to make a very difficult circumstance better. And the pastor went on to say that he did talk to a number of border agents who were concerned about the overcrowding, but they are saying we are doing our best, and the Reverend agrees. Yeah, it is astonishingly overcrowded. I mean, there's no yeah. there's no debate over that. Right. And something needs to be done. But I have a feeling the something AOC would suggest is turn all these people loose into the country and then put them on welfare. A California law. But the number dropped down. This was the lowest month of uh, uh, in terms of numbers of people trying to cross the border since the beginning of the year. Because word has gotten around. You're going to get put in this really um, um, miserable pen and they're not going to let you free into the country. So it's getting a good result. In my opinion, interesting. Fewer people coming across the border. That's it. They've heard that. Hey, listen, Hell they're yeah. so overcrowded. Hell yeah! Yeah. Uh, up until fairly recently, you show up at the border with your kids, you're let loose into the country, you travel to whatever state your aunt lives in, and you stay the rest of your life with free health care. Right now, you get put in a giant pen over in the right. corner for who knows how long, like you would in any other country. And uh, and wait your turn. Well, no, that's not very appealing. You know what? The only the other uh, you know overly emotional college kid. Why am I singling out women? There are plenty of college boys who are morons too. The thing that gets thrown around a lot is those aluminum blankets, the aluminum foil type blankets. Listen, those things are unbelievably effective for yeah. retaining heat. They're effective blankets. Are you going to put? Cotton blankets in there or wool blankets? Yeah, the, spa- the space blankets. With everybody, yeah. you know, sneezing and coughing and yeah. the rest of it, and there's a problem with flu. That would be incredibly unhygienic. So, again, that's just an overwrought emotional argument. A California lawmaker proposing to restrict the sharing of manipulated videos depicting politicians amid mounting concerns that increasingly convincing deep fakes could give rise to misinformation in the 2020 election. A California State Senate committee uh, advanced Mark Berman's proposal to bar the video 60 days before an election unless the video includes a disclaimer. But a number of people are saying, whoa, 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 what about free speech? Yeah, a parody is fair use. You've got to be able to lampoon politicians. Right. I did, you know, as as concerned as I am about completely fictional videotapes of politicians, I mean, completely convincing videotapes of politicians saying horrific things that they never said. Right. Uh, you just you don't want to wade into this. You can't. And one final note. Da-da-da-da. Checking in with the Armstrong and Getty 2020 Democratic Political Death Pool Desk, our team has determined former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper's campaign is indeed in shambles. And according to Politico and several other outlets, multiple sources report his senior team urged him last month to withdraw from the presidential race gracefully and run for the Colorado Senate. Boy, that, 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 if I'm a Democrat, that's what makes me mad the most is all the great Senate hopefuls out there that decided to run for president for no reason other than ego, I guess. Um, you could have been a U.S. senator. The Democrats could take back the Senate, if I'm a Democrat. But you decided to run for president and, get, and, and let the Senate seat stay in Republican hands. Good. Why? 
There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know what my other favorite dumb conversation that happens in cable news? Yes, please. Is uh, when people like Hickenlooper get out, but who will they endorse? Mm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Where, where will their contributor base go? Conversations that will be had in serious right. tones, I guarantee you. Right. Uh, somebody wanted to know, while we're on the topic, the uh, dirt on Kamala Harris that uh, Sean came up with. We should link that at armstrongandgetty.com. It's just one person's Twitter feed, but it's a whole bunch of lines of questioning for Kamala Harris that she's going to answer, have to answer to for the progressive wing Ah, um, if she's, if she's going to get over. They're going to try to kneecap her from the left. Um, we got a text from somebody who used to know a young Joey Chestnut. Mm. And this is a little bit of a behind-the-scenes for competitive eating. The world's greatest ever competitive eater, Joey Chestnut. Who I assume he's going to be at Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest tomorrow. Oh, yeah. On 4th of July on uh, ESPN. I look forward to watching that. I would hope so. I would assume so. But uh, the behind-the-scenes uh, story. Ursh. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Next. Armstrong and Getty. Four minutes remaining in this competition. The table enders now not even in focus because the entire world, the entire free world, is focused on these two men. There he is, Pat Bertoletti with 39. <laughs> the entire free world focused on these two men. That's what you'll see tomorrow. Kobayashi doesn't eat anymore, though, right? Has he got his own thing? Well, Did he, he got drummed out of the... He tried to go independent. And We're they, talking about the 4th of July... Tradition now that is the, the Nathan's, Nathan's yeah. hot dog eating contest that's actually on ESPN with Joey Chestnut being the best the world has ever seen. And ESPN has a new documentary out, their uh, fabulous 30 for 30 um, series. And this documentary that came out just yesterday about Joey Chestnut versus Kobayashi supposed to be really good. It says even if you're not into competitive eating or ever even <laughs> watched it, you get sucked into the documentary and these two people and how dedicated they are. And what rivals they were, and how much it meant specifically to Kobayashi. Wow! And and his whole family. But he was getting exploited by the uh, the uh, the sausage wolfing cartel, and so he went independent, tried to start his own circuit. But so we got this text: "Hey guys, love the show." And last year, Joy Thank Chestnut um, uh, broke his own record with seventy four hot dogs. Is it twelve minutes? Whatever it is, it's ten, twelve, fifteen. Whatever it is, it's ridiculous. He ate 74 hot dogs. It's unthinkable. Uh, Hey, guys, love the show. It's impossible. From 2006 to 2014, I was the CFO at a casino in northern Nevada who had a rib contest every Labor Day weekend. Yes. Joey Chestnut was the main attraction. This is how he makes his money. You can have an eating contest, 20 people will show up to watch. Yep. If Joey Chestnut's in town, it's on the local news, and you get a ton of people to show up. Mm -hmm. So he just goes around and makes these things popular. Eats and wins. Right. Gets paid. That's why they pay him. Gets an appearance fee. Yeah, probably gets to stay in a hotel. Maybe they fly in him in. I don't know. Joey Chestnut was the main attraction. What a nice young man. Very unassuming. We've interviewed him several times. Seems like a heck of a nice guy. Yeah. San San Jose's own. And after he would eat 10 pounds of rib meat in 10 minutes and crush the local competition. Yes. He would go to his room and lose the rib meat. A half an hour later, he would be back in the Rib Village looking for an actual meal. 
Wow. At first, I thought, how could you possibly eat anything? But after I saw him do it a couple of times, I, I caught on. So he uh, Never mind that. Where is this rib village? <laughs> <laughs> I broke six ribs. And is the uh, real estate affordable there? <laughs> How soon can a fellow move in? I'd like the uh, house with a view of the river. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always wondered that, and I wondered if they got into the ESPN documentary, because nobody's ever been completely honest about this. Right. And and I don't know if they're forbidden from being honest by the International Federation of Eating, which is, which is actually what the league that they're in. <laughs> That's how you make your money. It's international, if, is it? If they, have to, <laughs> if they have to keep it a secret. Because I've always wondered... Do do they just stay in immense pain for like four days? Right, processing that food. Do you <laughs> throw it up? And unspeakable bowel movements for a week. I mean, listen, I, and I'm being an adult about this. The human digestive system, how it works, is fairly well known. That would be devastating for you. We've asked Joey Chestnut, and he doesn't really answer. Laughs it off, yeah. And I've seen other people ask that. And okay, I bet they got a non-disclosure agreement because it it would be. Um, I'll bet they have to sign some heinous disclosure, or um, what do you call them? Disclaimers? D- yeah, the or, uh, I won't uh, sue uh, you if I die, yeah. because they know that you're going to do something that's got to be horrible for you. Imagine making yourself vomit up 10 pounds of rib meat. Hey. How rough that's got to be hey. on your body. God, yes. It's amazing somebody hasn't ruptured and died yet. Yeah, that's got to be limit. a violent process. There has to be a physical limit to what... You know, your your throat or your belly or something it will just rupture. This man died of meat poisoning. Exactly. Then, or hot dogs or, you know, whatever the heck you're eating, ice cream. What do you suppose they talk about at the uh, city council meetings there in Rib Village? <laughs> so listen, uh, we're back to sauce or no sauce. Uh, Jim, I know you had a couple of thoughts. It's Every all, week! It's all about the dry rub, I'm telling you. <laughs> listen, 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 I don't disagree, but I don't agree. And then they go on and Sauces on. Sauces have too many yeah. sugars in them. Let's face it, uh, our ribs are overdone this week, and I feel terrible about it. (laughs) Why are you even the mayor? (laughs) Joe is fascinated and will have dreams tonight about the idea of living in Rib Village. Hello, Nancy Pelosi here with my seven to nine frightened grandchildren. I had to buy them all fidget spinners and a big bag of Werther's butterscotch candies. Now, final thoughts. With wow. Joe Getty. Was that actually Nancy Pelosi? That's, that's Why would she lie? Hey, let's round out the hour with a final thought from everybody. There he is, our esteemed newsman, Marsha Phillips, far away. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm getting uh, ready to go home to put up the red, white, and blue bunting, break out the non-threatening faux fireworks, invite the neighbors over, and celebrate the USA's birthday. Excellent. A fine plan. Positive, Sean. Final thought? I went and saw the uh, the new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, yesterday. It is a, a classic Fourth of July, big Hollywood blockbuster thing. Uh, it feels weird to recommend Marvel movies, because if you like it, you'll probably see it anyways, but it, it's hard to imagine you won't like this movie. Very good movie. Very enjoyable. Okay, yeah. good. Sex, violence? Uh, no, no, a lot of punching, but not, it's comic book punching. Okay. No yeah. sex. Uh, Michelangelo, uh, pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought? Just got to give my usual 4th of July warning about fireworks. They're fun till somebody gets hurt, then they become friggin' hilarious. <laughs> oh, boy. Not helpful. Jack, final thought? I, all throughout the year, make a point to my kids about the benefits of being born in the United States of America and living in this country. It bothers me greatly that there are people out there teaching their children that they live in a bad country. Really hurts me. 
My final thought is there are certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. They're supposed to protect your liberty, not take away from it. Remember that and vote accordingly. The best thing that ever happened to you was being born in the United States. Yep. Or moving here. And welcome, my friends. Just follow the rules. That's really all we ask. That's too much for some people. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Plenty of clicks there for us. Hey, if you see something you think we ought to be talking about, you can email it, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You all do a great job of keeping an eye out. Yeah, I'll be tweeting. Whether it's watching the hot dog eating contest or from the emergency room with my blown off thumb, (laughs) I plan to be tweeting. (laughs) See you. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. The swoosh looks like half of Stalin's mustache. It clearly does.